the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, broadcasting from the 960 The Patriot Studios in beautiful Arizona, your car insiders. They work for you, not the dealer. Now you have personal friends for the car buying experience. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? On the road again. Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary Green. Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. My name is Dana Southern. I'm here with my friend and business partner, Gary Green, and we are Your Car Insiders. We work for you and exclusively for you, looking out for your best interest and your best interest only, whether it be in the purchase of a new or used vehicle, whether it be private party or dealer, whether you're paying cash, leasing, or financing. We're here to help guide and make sure that if you do buy a vehicle, you don't make a mistake. Good morning, Gary. You know, it's funny because there's, there's a word that I never like to have Dana talk about on the radio show because it, it, it just aggravates me. It's, it's, it's a five-letter word, and I hate it. And we're going to talk about it a little bit today because it's, it, it's funny and it's not funny. But when you read these articles, and here's one. This was dated April 16th, 2018 at 7.39 p.m., temporary stop of the Tesla Model 3 production line. Do they have time to stop at this point, Gary, in your opinion? Nope. Now, here's another story when you read about it. And I just Googled, you know, Tesla, and it shows how the stock's down today. It talks about Tesla recalls. Now, this one was dated... On March 30th, 2018, Tesla recalls almost half the cars it ever built as shares tank and Musk's billions shrink. Well, as it relates to Mr. Musk, I I still think he could be one of the smartest people on the planet. Without a doubt. But we've talked about this for many years, and we don't give stock advice. I would never give stock advice. I'm not qualified to give stock advice. And if I had given stock advice, it would have been poor advice. But as we've discussed over the years, there's so many different things that that make it virtually impossible for the business model to work. You have one plant in Fremont, California, that is supposed to produce all of these different vehicles. And and even as we say all these different vehicles, you know, there's the Model S, which is obviously a model. There's the Model X, the, the sport utility. But it's, you know, obviously a, a pricey one and around a hundred grand and the Model S is, is certainly a luxury, you know, high performance, incredible machine in many regards. But it's certainly not for the everyday person. The Model Three that they've now come out with and clearly are having all kinds of difficulty with, you know, producing, 
you know, they had sworn unequivocally that by March they'd be making 2500 a week without question. And in February, if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Musk himself had, had gone on about how all the robotics and how eventually they'd be making the cars so fast it would be faster than the eye could see. Well, this past couple of weeks ago now, he made an announcement on a Friday basically stating that he needs to, of course, bring people and lots of people back into the production process and that it's the heavy automation is actually hurting them. And the odd thing about that is all these other manufacturers, car companies that actually sell cars like General Motors, 10 million a year, Volkswagen, 10 million a year, Toyota, 10 million a year, as opposed to the less than 200,000 they've ever sold, plus or minus. Those people understand that how you use automation and how you use people, you use them both. And Mr. Musk was told quite clearly countless times and of course he was going to reinvent the wheel it's square right now i can promise you it is and the reality only is, flat on the bottom <laughs> well exactly but still is the model three a great car well we hope so because is it gorgeous is it fast i think so yes of course it is what year did he start delivering cars uh, you know, I'm not certain, but I want to say 2008. Okay, so what's going to happen now that we're getting in that 10, 11 year range when these people need to start replacing batteries? How much are those batteries? Well, I imagine they're a fortune, but in, in their defense, there there was a recent thing that I also saw that after substantial use, over well over 100,000 miles, maybe even 160,000 miles or more, battery life depletion only about 10 percent so that's pretty darn impressive in that regard obviously they've had problems with their you know vehicles and the technology for avoiding crashes because just a few weeks ago there was another fatality in a model x where the vehicle didn't read the road properly because of some type of a barrier the, the reality is there's so many different things. You only have one small car that you're obviously having difficulty producing. You then have a really expensive luxury car, and then you have a really expensive SUV. In fact, Bob Lutz, not too long ago, he said, you know what, we screwed up, and he's the gentleman that invented the Chevy Volt, the first electric car. Bob Lutz was the gentleman at General Motors that was the creator behind the that vehicle. But that gentleman not that long ago said, gosh darn it, we went about it the wrong way. We should have, instead of trying to make cars more fuel efficient, we should have gone after the big vehicles. We should have gone after the gas guzzlers and the things that actually, you know, would benefit the environment and pollution. Anyway, enough about it. He's still a brilliant man, but sleeping on the floor isn't going to help it. Having quality people with the technology, hopefully we'll get him up to speed. I believe that they just reopened or restarted production. But the reality is that, unfortunately, there's not a demand for electric cars. You know, the funny thing is that when you're saying that, I was Googling some stuff. So when did they make the first electric car? The first crude electric vehicle is, is developed around 1832. 
Robert Anderson develops the first crude electric vehicle, but it wasn't until 1870s or later that electric cars became practical. Pictured here is an electrical ve- electric vehicle built by an English inventor in 1884. Now, if you go back and you read, the first General Motors car ever made that was an electric car was the EV1. 96, I believe. And there's something really weird about that car because not only were they all brought back, they were all destroyed. I believe you're 100% correct. I watched the TV show about it, and it was tractor-trailer loads of these coming out of a... So what it rates, the first generation of Gen 1 car, which would be powered by a lead-acid battery and had a stated range between 70 and 100 miles, there were 660 cars baited, painted, dark green, red, silver, and that's it. Uh, It's just... I wonder what happened to that car... That made them do that. Who is the inventor of the Tesla car? But why found? Why did founders Martin Eberhard, Mark Tarpening, CEO Elon Musk join the company soon after it was incorporated? Choose the name Tesla. It's a homage to Nikolai Tesla, eighteen fifty-six to nineteen forty-three, the Serbian inventor. There's stories behind everything. Now, I have a friend of mine that has a Tesla, and he loves it, and I'm not saying it's not a great car. I don't like the business practice, and I don't it's, – it's not anything. But the funny thing was when my buddy bought the car, I also helped his wife get a hybrid Toyota Avalon. So while we were delivering the Avalon to the house, his wife – is going over the car and my buddy looks at me and says, don't say anything to my wife, but I told her I wouldn't buy any more stock. I bought $25,000 worth of stock at Tesla. And he bought it, it was right around 50 bucks. And I think he sold it when it was close to 200 bucks. I think he really, really likes his Tesla because it was free. Well, and whether it's a Tesla or, you know, of course there's the new Chevy Bolt and if I'm not mistaken, I think they sold more than 20,000 of them now. But as an example, 1,177 total Chevrolet Bolts were sold in the United States in the month of January. And the question becomes, how many of those were sold to people? And how many were those sold to government or to businesses and, and for a different purpose than personal use? Either way, around 1%, I, I was in an Uber um, yesterday, and the gentleman that I was visiting with, um, who was the nice driver who's going to be heading off to law school up in Virginia, he said, how long do I think it's going to be before you know, everything's automated and, and everything's you know, basically where self-driving cars are on the road? Well, I'm 55, almost 56 years old. I can tell you it won't happen in my lifetime. And so he's a much younger man, and I'm not sure what the future brings, but it's almost like this Second Amendment to me. You're not going to take away my guns. And for most people, and certainly myself, you're not going to take away my car or my freedom to go when I want to go and not have to ride with and be with other people just to go places. Perhaps the younger generation is going to adapt and accept that. 
but I don't believe the average American is. Anyway, Gary, your thoughts on that? You know, I'm looking for something right now, and it's kind of funny. You were talking about the ride sharing and the this and the that. And I have a friend of mine that was going to not drive his car for the whole month of April. He was going to Uber when it was all possible. And I was talking to his wife, and I explained to his wife that, you know, I'm 57 years old. I don't like being anywhere without my car. I don't want to call anybody to have to come get me. Now, are we behind the times? Who knows? I still don't use the Bluetooth in my car. I use my phone. I had a VCR that blinked 0000 for 25 years. I'm not an electrical guy. I'm not technology savvy. But one of the things that was crazy was Uber buys jump bikes and enters the electric bike sharing business. I'm going to read this. It's a quick two paragraphs. Ride-hailing giant Uber is buying the electric bike startup bikes at Startup jump bikes, adding bike sharing to its transportation options. Uber chief executive Dara Kajrashahashi, I don't, and I apologize about that, announced Monday that the company had reached a deal to acquire Jump, which operates dockless bike sharing services in San Francisco, District of Columbia. The terms of the agreement were not disclosed. TechCrunch reported last week that the sale would exceed $100 million. The most prestigious and coveted honor that American Honda Motor Company awards dealerships is the President's Award. The award recognizes the dealership teams who demonstrate superior achievement and customer satisfaction, new car unit sales value, and business management. Earnhardt Honda is proud to have received this prestigious award many times, and they want to show you why they're the top-selling Honda dealer in the Central and West Phoenix Valley regions. Earnhardt Honda's mission is to provide their customers with world-class service in every phase of the sales and service experience. 100% customer satisfaction is General Manager Joey Staples' goal. The staff at Earnhardt Honda participate in continuous training programs to improve industry and product knowledge and new ways to continue to provide top-notch customer service. Joey realizes that customers have a choice, and when customers like you choose Earnhardt Honda, you have put your implicit trust in them. Joey appreciates and is honored to have your trust. You can reach him at his desk by calling 623-463-4308 or visit him at Earnhardt Honda, located in Avondale or online at EarnhardtHonda.com. Bonta Vista Cleaners has the latest state-of-the-art equipment and uses only the best cleaning supplies available. Family-owned and operated since 2001. They offer fast, same-day service until 9 a.m. every day on dry-cleaned items and next-day service on all other items. They are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. So stop by any of our three locations, 210 North 59th Avenue, Suite 111 in Glendale, or 8345 West Thunderbird, Suite 104 in Peoria, or 777 East Thunderbird Road, number 105 in Valley. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility. 
Independence changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 96 of the Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm here with my friend and partner, Dana Southern, and we are Your Car Insiders. Very special thanks to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen, located at 8801 West Bell Road in Peoria, Arizona. Now, they are a dealership that knows how to treat people. Absolutely true. Now, their, one, num- their number is 623-875-4000. Now, here's a funny thing. I have the ability to buy cars at the auction. And I watch the auction a lot, and I look for cars, sometimes just for information. And a lot of times what I'll do is I'll compare what someone's paying for a car based on what the car runs through the auction for. So I was having somebody say to me, well, you know, Carfax said this about that car. Carfax said this about that car. I had one friend tell me, well, the the Carfax didn't do anything to make me happy. I go, okay, let me help you understand something. When you see a car that is a one-owner vehicle sold at an auction about three years after it was originally sold, it's going to be a lease return. 99% 99% chance. Okay. Now, how would you feel about buying a lease return that didn't show one service history? For me, it wouldn't bother me one bit at all because I would find out where it was serviced and know that most dealerships, well, some do choose to report to Carfax. Many dealerships choose not to report to Carfax, so I would investigate. Now, how would you feel if it was a one-owner car and I'm making it up, it was bought at, you know, Atlas Motors, and then it shows at 5,000 miles, it was at Atlas Motors for services, at 10,000 miles, it was in for an oil change again, at 15,000 miles, and through the three years, the car showed 20 service histories, okay? Now, 20 service histories could be great if the car's got a bunch of miles on it and they change the oil every 3,000 miles. Or 20 service histories could be a bad thing if there was a problem with the car. Please, this is all I'm going to say. Do not ever, ever buy a car based solely on the three, four, five, six pages of the Carfax. And the most important part of those four, five, six, three pages, read the guarantee. And understand that the reason the dealership is having you sign a Carfax these days is because they want to protect themselves for the fact that information on a Carfax is only the information that was reported to Carfax. And the reason why Gary brings this up is because we have encountered on numerous occasions I, at least a hundred personally, and I don't know how many for Gary, where we have seen exactly this issue. And so without confusing things, when you look at a Carfax, it is a tool. It is nothing more than a tool. They are responsible exclusively and only for what is reported to them. 
they only protect the title history. You mean they don't guarantee the accident history of the car? No, they do not guarantee the accident history of the car. And you really, we've done this several times over the years, if you read all the rules that you need to follow. Do you think anybody got their car bought back? Honestly, I don't. I, I really don't. If, if, if there's, and maybe there's, a, you know, far more than I realize, maybe there's as many as 100. I would be stunned if it was that high. There, there are so many stipulations in order for the Carfax, Carfax buyback guarantee to come into place that virtually nobody, and I mean nobody, even understands it. Now, we've explained it numerous times. If you... Run. You have to run the Carfax on the vehicle that you're can buying. They, can you get the one that the dealership gives you? You may not get the one that the dealership gives you. You have to then, within 90 days, register the Carfax with Carfax. If you do not do that, you are not eligible for the buyback under any circumstances, and the buyback is only for branded title history. It has nothing to do with accidents. It has nothing to do with... Service history? It has nothing to do with... Even hail damage, hail damage might, if it was so severe, be something that could create a a title history issue. But if it's just medium hail damage, absolutely not. You know, and here's another thing. There there are some underhanded people in the automotive industry. There are a lot of them. And there's a sale at Mannheim Auto Auction. It's called the TRA sale, Total Resources. And they have cars in this sale that are called non-drivers and drive-thrus. Now, it has nothing to do with a non-driver being somebody's not in the car while the car's driving. A non-driver means the car doesn't run. It gets pushed through the lane. And actually, a lot of them are pictures on a video screen in the lane because the car is not even capable of being pushed through the lane. Now... I was looking for a vehicle for a friend of mine, and I was on the Mannheim auction, and I'm looking at some cars, and there's a car sitting with its front left part of the frame on a cinder block. The car has three tires. Now, it's not missing the tire. It's missing the suspension. It's got a ripped in half, front left fender, no front headlight, no the front bumper is annihilated, the damage on the fender is into the door and the windshield's cracked. Before he goes further, no, this car has a clean Carfax. Right. So here's what happens. Somebody goes and buys the car the way it is, and they print the Carfax before the vehicle runs through the sale. Car runs through the sale, announced frame damage in the auction. The Carfax changes, but the guy has the Carfax printed. So when you look at a car, for any reason you're not feeling good about the car, okay, do me a favor. If you don't want our help buying the car, do me a favor. My phone number, it's 602-525-1370. You text me the VIN number on the car. I'll be happy to get a Carfax run for you on the day that you send that to me rather than one that's dated three weeks ago. And more importantly, if we do 
look at something in person. That, that's how we can tell if a vehicle's been in an accident or not, by physically looking at the car. Both Gary and myself, when looking at a car, with all our years of experience, are going to be able to establish whether or not it's been painted, whether our panels have been replaced. And if you're not capable of doing that, you should not be buying a used car. If you are buying a used car, by God, you should have us help you and or you need to make sure that you take it to a mechanic to have it fully inspected by someone that you trust. Now, when he says that, okay, please, if you're looking for a $3,000 car or a $5,000 car, I've helped people with those cars. I have. They can have small damage. But it has to be a car that I know. You know, I... I just, I don't want to help people buy something that's a bad vehicle. Won't. Won't help somebody do that. Once again, remember, you can reach Dana at 602-679-8324. You can reach me at 602-525-1370. We are your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. Earnhardt and Lexus customers drive the finest vehicles in the world and have equally high expectations from their dealership. We invite you to visit the all-new state-of-the-art facility and experience the pride that every Earnhardt Lexus associate takes to provide quality service to their clients. At Earnhardt Lexus, you'll find more than just a vehicle. You'll find people who know how to take care of a Lexus and even more importantly, how to take care of you. Now located in the heart of Phoenix at 800 East Camelback Road, Phoenix, Arizona, 85014. Larry H. Miller Nissan's general manager, Bill Brixey, is committed to helping you find the new or used vehicle you've been searching for. Whether it is new or used Nissans or new or used cars from the top manufacturers, Bill can help. But here is the Game Stopper. Bill's finance staff offers expert advice to those seeking a great deal on a car or lease. Larry H. Miller Nissan has a top-notch service and parts department always willing to help you with your Nissan. Larry H. Miller is located at 2025 West Riverview Auto Drive in Mesa. Nobody likes to be in debt, and that's why it's usually not wise to borrow money. But if your air conditioner calls it quits in the middle of summer and you don't have cash on hand, what are you going to do? Mike Aliyah here again from Benefit Air to give you the best solution to a difficult problem because sometimes we have to make tough choices in life with money issues and we need all the help we can get. Because Benefit Air is a train comfort specialist dealer, we have access to financing terms that other dealers can't even come close to. What if you could get a brand new train system complete with a full 10-year parts and labor warranty for a low monthly payment? And what if a large portion of that monthly payment would be offset by the savings in your energy bill? And what if the energy savings over the life of the system was actually equal to or more than the cost of the system? At Benefit, we want to help you out of a tight spot by offering payment options that are affordable while providing you with a wise investment that can save you money for years to come. Call Benefit today to find out more about the financing options for a new high-quality train system that you can afford. 602-840-9229 or visit us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of using Benefit Air. Hey guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cord. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. 
But the love from his kids is totally apparent. Ooh. See, you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Dana Southern. You can reach me at 602 679 8324. I'm here with my dear friend Gary, and you can reach Gary at 602-525-1370. Quick little mention, I can assure you that no one that we've talked to over all the years has ever been willing to trade places with us. No one that's got our background and experience has ever said, hey, I want to quit doing what I do so I can just help people. But that's what we do. You know, I've had a couple of people and salespeople at, in dealerships ask me if we needed help. And it's, it's, you know, we can do what we do because we understand. And, you know, we had a listener. It's the young lady I helped buy the GMC at the dealership the other day. And I don't normally go at 6 o'clock during the week to help somebody buy a car. But why I went at 6 o'clock with, and I'm going to use their name, and I never do this, Eldon and Jennifer, just in case he's listening, because he listens. I went because I really enjoyed talking to his wife on the phone. Because what I really liked was when I said something, she didn't say, I know, didn't know, I know that. Okay. I'd say something else. She didn't say, oh, I know that. She would call me. And one thing I don't like is I don't like when people send me links to cars on their websites. Because as soon as I open that link, the next time I go to MSN and I open up the page, the cookies start showing me ads for the same car. I don't want anybody gathering my information in the worldwide site. So what I'll ask somebody to do is please do me a favor. Just text me the name of the dealership, the last six of the VIN, that there's a stock number. So we talked, we did this, we talked about this, we talked about that, and she showed me this car, and she showed me that car, and she started sending me cars that were on True Car's website. So I said, let me go look at this, and tell me where the cars are. When you go to the True Car website, I don't believe, and I didn't look at it for that long, maybe more than, not more than five minutes, you have to input all your information to find out where the car is. Well, th- well that's how they track you, Gary, when... when- True Car's business model is they get paid by either the dealers that that they are representing or they get paid by the companies that they're representing. And the way that they do that is by capturing and tracking your IP address. So once you, in the old days, they didn't force you to put all your information in first, but now they force you to before they'll even give you any kind of an idea of what the price is supposed to be, which is the price that you can't buy it for. Now, what I love is when I watch that commercial 
and he's standing there and he's talking about the true car service and all of a sudden it starts going around in the circle about the things that Kelly Blue Book can't do and that Cars.com can't do and Auto Trader can't do and this can't do and that can't do. Here's what I want you to do. When you start looking at I don't care what publication it is, who it is, read the disclaimer. I watched, I read an ad yesterday that the price included a $2,000 lease loyalty rebate. If you do not currently drive a 2012 or newer General Motors product leased through the following companies, you do not qualify. Well, and then when it comes to the advertising side or, you know, the, the bottom line is whether it's True Car, which is a lead aggregator that is a very you know successful business now. They, they were going in the tank, but over the last few years, they've acquired more and more and more dealers. So obviously, whatever they're doing, the dealers must like it. The dealers either pay them a flat fee per month, which is substantial, or in some cases, they pay them per new car or per used car. In those circumstances, again, they're giving you one variable, which is what is a potential target price. That is useless. How does that help you? When you get to the dealership and they've got all these different ads on the car that they are absolutely going to charge you for, and in the case of you coming in with what you believe is a low number, which is often the number that's crushed by Gary and I, but you think it's a low number, and now they show you all these extra things that you have to pay for in order to get that number. Then if you have a trade-in, you have to negotiate on the value of the trade-in. And they're usually better than you are, not better than me. And not- what you'll notice is a lot of the dealerships on their websites now all have these tools. Get your price quote. Get your this. Get your that. Build your own deal is the stupidest thing a human being could do if they new Gary or I. How could you possibly build your own deal better? Dealerships don't do this for your benefit. And it's amazing that they think the consumer thinks that it's it's something to help them. Okay. Once again, 602-525-1370. Dana 602-679-8324. We are your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. Earnhardt Auto Centers is proud to announce the addition of Earnhardt Mazda. The team at Earnhardt Mazda, located at 15350 North Hayden Road in Scottsdale, is open to serve all Mazda owners and those who want a new Mazda. Come in today and let us walk you through our Mazda inventory, including new and used Mazdas with many different options. We are here to service all Mazdas and, of course, have genuine Mazda parts. Stop by the new Earnhardt Mazda today. Welcome to Rodeo Ford, located in Goodyear, Arizona at 13680 West Test Drive. Rodeo Ford is proud to be one of the premier dealerships in the area. From the moment you walk in their showroom, you'll know their commitment to customer service is second to none. They strive to make your experience with Rodeo Ford a good one for the life of your vehicle. Whether you need to purchase, finance, or service a new or pre-owned Ford, you've come to the right place. 
Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Welcome back to your car insiders on 960 The Patriot. We are your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. Very special thanks to the Earnhardt family of dealerships. They've got multiple locations throughout the valley. Dana and I have wonderful relationships, not only with the Earnhardts, but a lot of general managers in, in, in the valley that you know really appreciate the fact. There's two simple words in the car business, and it's not profit. It's market share. You know, when you say that, we, we have a lot of friends that are general managers, owners at dealerships all across the valley. And I think the thing that they probably like most about us is we don't take a dime from them. I think they like that because that's not how other people do it. And then the people that we bring in end up giving them perfect surveys each and every time. And I got to tell you, that you it is amazing sometimes. And it's almost sometimes when I'm helping the client, I can almost feel that they're not going to give a perfect survey because I can tell from the way that they're looking at everything. And what I always feel bad about is think about this before you give somebody a bad survey. Think about if you were graded on your job by people you dealt with, not employees, customers. Okay, now I always joke that I always say the best customer service I always see is a QT. Because very rarely do you walk in, and actually now that I've been paying attention, I notice sometimes that I walk into the QT and the three kids that are standing behind the counter don't say hello anymore because they're so busy texting on their phones. Okay, if I was an owner of a business, it used to be one of my biggest pet peeves was a salesperson on the phone. But they have a format at the dealerships. And when, and when Dana, before we go to that, when Dana and I talk about these things, okay, we, it infuriates me sometimes when someone will say to me, well, I'm a Costco member. Why do I need you? Then go buy the car. If you think Costco is the best way to buy the car, join the 400,000 people a year that pay too much for the most part when they buy a car through Costco. Well, the one thing that anyone that buys a car, car through Costco unequivocally does is pay more than they would have paid if Gary or I assisted them. That's just a fact. And but to segue forward and, and just let you know that we we're for real and we're free if you're not thrilled. But I wanted to just on this last segment, the, the dealerships do have a plan. They, they do have a selling system. And the one that, you know, Gary grew up with and the one that I initially grew up with was called a 12-step system. Well, guess what? Whether it's a 12-step system or a 10-step system or a 6-step system, either way, there's a system and it starts with the meet and greet, step one. 
And, you know, Gary's mentioned so many times, if you pull onto a lot and you see five, six people standing around doing nothing, smoking and joking, is that a place that you want to do business with when when you go there? First impression. Don't get two chances. So I'm going to try to go through kind of quickly. But in theory, you know, the person that you're dealing with should look good, smell good and be ready and able to assist you. I got to add something to that. I always laugh because most of the time when I show up at a dealership, I'm wearing a button-down shirt that's not tucked in, a pair of jeans, and a pair of sneakers. I have a pen, a watch, a cell phone, and usually a pair of glasses in my pocket. I pull up in my car. I park my car. I open the door. I get out. And as I'm walking through, hey, can I help you? And I turn around and standing out by a porta potty because there was a tent at the dealership because the new dealership was being built. And there he is with his sunglasses on, cigarette in the right hand, and a big gulp cup in the, ex- in the, in, in the left hand. And he's asking me if there is somebody that he can help me find. Now, in 1988, when I went to work with Dana... He was a sales manager at the dealership. I can promise you this. If you greeted a customer and you had even a drink in your hand, let alone a cigarette, you would be finding yourself a new job. It would not be a good day for sure. It's, it's shocking that, that people even encounter that. And, of course, it does matter where you go. But the best part of it? was when he asked me who was I there to see, and I mentioned the general manager's name, and I walked right into the GM, and I told him. I bet his face changed when you said who you were there to see, but from there, you know, their goal in their process is to have a good first impression and that initial meet and greet. Then the second step, typically, and it can depend on the dealership, but it's a fact-finding mission or a qualifying mission. Some dealerships still are using the what they call a guest sheet. And in theory, they invite you in shortly after your arrival, sit you down. And in most cases, they start asking you questions that they have. They haven't earned the right to ask it. Now it's every business. We don't, you know, it made me nuts yesterday. I had to take care of something really quick at the bank. I had to get something notarized. How long should it take to get something notarized? Now I know everybody in the bank, everybody, Okay, unfortunately, one of my friends left and another one of my friends who was the branch manager moved to Idaho, transferred with the company. So the guy that was helping me yesterday had never seen me before. And I was not in the chitty chat mood. So as he's filling stuff out, hey, how's your day going? What do you got planned for the weekend? What do you do? And he's asking these questions. And you know, it's kind of similar what you're describing because, as you know, every business, you know, and has their own ways of doing things. But in that fact finding, qualifying stage, they're trying to extrapolate information from you. They want to know where you live. They want to know your address. They want to know your phone number. They want to know your email address. They want to know what kind of car you have. They want to know what kind of budget you might have. They, they ask all these things that, as Gary mentioned so clearly right away, they have not earned the right to ask. However, you know, in many cases, they don't bring you into a guest sheet and they simply do it orally as they go. The third step 
in the sales process. And again, if you don't have a trade-in, it doesn't count. But the third step is called trade evaluation. And if you do have a trade-in, they're supposed to go through a dog and pony show as to how they arrive and point out any idiosyncrasies and try to devalue. And very rarely do I see that anymore. Well, because so many companies now, you know, are relying on really the internet more than a lot of things as they bid the car. Now, they're not looking at the same things you as a consumer are looking at, unfortunately, because that would be simple. Then you'd be on the same page. But if you don't have a trade in, that step doesn't exist. The next thing that's important to a dealer is to sell from stock, to sell from the inventory they already have. Vehicles that are on their property, the longer it's been there, the longer they've had it, the more important it is for them to sell. You know, and what's funny about that is I don't want to call myself superstitious or whatever, but I think it was Kurt Schilling. When he walked off the mound, he always jumped over the white line on the third base side going into the dugout. I'm a believer in this. If I'm going to a car dealership, A, I don't want to know if the car's there. I'm not telling you what kind of car the customer's looking for. We're not doing anything. We're not doing this. I don't start, when I was a sale, I didn't start anything till the customer showed up. I always thought it was a jinx. I didn't wash a car before the customer showed up. Now, the important thing is, you know, I was with somebody the other day and they were looking at a car and the salesman said, well, let me go out back and pull it up. Okay, no problem. Well, we're sitting, we're sitting, we're sitting, we're sitting. And all of a sudden he pulls up and I figured out what it was. There was water dripping off the car. Okay, the car was probably covered in dust and he wanted to clean the car off. And cool it off maybe. Yeah, but that's a big thing. And, and, and I... When I was a salesman, I always wanted to bring my customer with me everywhere I went, except for two places, the sales tower and the bathroom. Well, as it relates to the, the sell from stock uh, you know, approach, obviously the, the dealer doesn't want to have to try to find a car elsewhere. They want to keep it simple for them. If you're buying a brand new car, you absolutely unequivocally should get exactly what you want if it's available. Of course, if it's not available, then it's not available and you either have to wait and or perhaps consider something else. After they have tried to find something that you like in that sell from stock step, the the next thing is to do a presentation and arguably try to have you demo or drive the vehicle assuming that they found something that you know you like. So the, that's the step of presentation, you know, building value, hopefully, in the car that they're trying to offer, and then taking you, hopefully, on a thorough test drive. I often see where people are looking at cars that can cost thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 or more, and they only go on a three- to five-minute test drive. That doesn't make sense to me if you're the person that's considering spending a substantial amount of money, whether it's in cash or in payments over time, regardless of of how you pay for it, you want to make sure that you really like the car and drive it on uneven services, drive it on the freeway, drive it different places so that you get a true feel for the car that you're looking to buy. From there, um, 
once the presentation's done, often dealers will try trial closes, which isn't really a step, but just before moving to step six, the trial closes would be, you know, let me park it in the sold line. Let me, you know, try to check to make sure it's available, something to that effect. And then their goal, of course, is to bring the client into the dealership to, of course, potentially make an offer on the car. Well, of course, a lot of people are not comfortable. And if they get to that point, they, they might start to be reluctant, especially if they don't think they're ready. But there's several different ways that dealers can and do. I used to train people, well, you know, bring them in through the service department, take them and show them the service department and then show them the customer lounge and, you know, perhaps, you know, bring them up through there. And the the goal in step six, it's called relax. It's, it's kind of to make the transition from the show and tell portion of the equation, maybe offer you a soft drink or a coffee or water, depending on how cheap they are. And then from there, you know, invite you to sit down to step seven, which is to start the write-up, which depending on the place that you are, you know, in some cases back in the old days, they used to call the sales manager and confirm availability. More often than not now, the salesperson will leave the customer and then go and visit with the manager. Quick question, if the salesman and the manager are visiting in the room together while you're sitting in your chair, do you think the two of those people are working on every way that they can help you save money? Or is there a chance that they might be working on something else? I'm not going to have time today to go through the remaining steps, but the things that I'm describing, they're trained on, they're, they're taught, you know, word tracks, they're taught ways to you know, try to move the deal along. Our purpose is to simply protect our clients. If they're looking for a vehicle or a specific vehicle, if it exists, we can find it in minutes for them. If there's one coming, we can find out in minutes if one's coming. Rather than be at the mercy of people that don't care about you, it might be a good consideration to pick up your phone and call Gary at 602-525-1370. One more time, Gary Green, 602-525-1370. Or myself, Dana Southern, at 602-679-8324. Once again, 602-679-8324. Have a great week. We're here for you, not for them. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.